What if I told you hiring and going on a first date have a lot in common? Here's what I mean by it. You ever gone on a date and you're like, she's beautiful. Oh my God, he's so handsome. This is it. This is my girl. I'm going to commit, right? Six, 12 months later, you're telling your friends, I should have never dated this girl. Never dated this guy. Why? Because you were impressed by looks. Hiring is the same. Just because you see a ridiculous resume with great college, great whatever, whatever's on the resume, doesn't mean this is the right person to hire for your company. Today, I'm gonna share with you 10 things to keep in mind before you hire employees, and I'm gonna save you millions of dollars. Okay, so stick around till the very end. I'm gonna have a PDF for you, an extra bonus content. And if you like this content, give it a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. Let me get right into it. Number one, so before hiring anybody, let's just say you come to your first interview. Here's what I do moving forward. Number one, I give you an assignment. This is what it sounds like. So you come to the first interview, like, hey, John, how you doing? Great, tell me about yourself, background, why do you want this job? Ba 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 ba. fantastic. Are you a reader, Johnny? I am, fantastic. At our company, we believe in reading books and improving. Uh, I'm gonna give you a book to read as an assignment before our second interview. You should see the reaction every time I say this. This is the reaction. You, you want me to read a book? I do, before your second interview. Everybody says the same thing. They go, oh, no one's ever asked me to do this before. I, I totally understand it's not common with a lot of companies, but it's normal for us. Are you open to the idea? I am. Here's the book. I want you to read it. I want you to write a one-page paper on it. And within a week, how long do you think it'll take for you to finish it? I think I need about a week. Fantastic. A week from now, we'll come back for your second interview. Great? Great. Johnny, thank you for coming out. We wish you nothing but the very best. He leaves. Now, here's what's going to happen. Before he even told you that he's going to do the paper, he told himself already, there's no way I'm going to read this book. He's just bullshitting you, right? And he'll leave. But the 20% chance that he did read his book and he comes back, that tells you, he follows direction, and that tells you he's got getting deadlines done. You just learned 80% of the things that frustrate a bad employee at a company right up front in less than a week. Then he or she comes back with the paper, and they say, here's what I got from the book. In the back of your mind, you're saying, he has no idea I'm about to hire this person because they have the right characteristics of coming through. I value that. If you value that, start doing that moving forward with anybody you hire on W-2 jobs. Okay, number two, before you hire anybody, a lot of times people are like, well, I'm just going to do a background check, right? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a background check to find out if they have any felonies, all this other stuff. No problem. My suggestion, if the state you live in and the country you live in allows, do also credit check. Why would I do credit check? Credit check is fantastic because you'll learn where their credit score is, if they pay their bills, if they don't pay their bills, and it's been consistent for a long time, not paying your bills for six months could be a challenge you're facing but not paying your bills for 6, 12, 24, 36, 48 months is a habit. You're probably also not gonna pay your bills to your department, which means coming through on whatever assignment's gonna be given to you. So rather than just doing a background check, start also doing a credit check. It'll tell you a lot about the person you're about to hire. So point number three is an obvious one. You know this, but it's doing it, which is calling references. And when you call a reference, what questions to ask? Because here's how reference goes. You have to know that people are only gonna give you numbers of people they worked for that ended well. I don't know if that makes sense. Like they're not going to put a number of somebody that didn't end well. So how do you do it? Here's how you do it. During the interview process, you ask them, so tell me the best experiences you had with your two favorite bosses you worked with, such and such. Great. What was unique about it? It was great working with this guy, blah, 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 blah. Awesome. Great. 
You write the names down, first name of the bosses. Then you say, tell me the boss you work with that you least liked working with him or her. Oh my God, that was Bobby. Oh really? Okay, perfect. Tell me why not. Well, here's Bobby's challenge. Bah, 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 bah. Okay, got it. Fantastic. Great. Now, when it comes down to hiring, they're going to give you the three references. And the three references are going to be there and you're going to ask, listen, do you remember how you told me about Bobby? Would you mind if I called Bobby? And <laughs> something happens to the body language. That body language is going to tell you. If they're like, I would much rather have you not call Bobby. It's a 50-50 risk you're taking. You know what I'm saying? In that moment, you have to say, well, no problem. It's totally fine. Or you have to say, well, this is a concern for me. I can't call Bobby. Then I'm not doing anything here. So you yourself have to make a decision there. But I want to talk to references of people that are going to tell me the good, the bad, and the ugly. If I call the reference and the reference says, oh, we love this guy. We love her. It's amazing. It's awesome. You ask him, hey, uh, Johnny, I know you love this person. This is great. If this person applied today to work for your company, would you hire him back? Well, you know, I don't. that's a question you got to ask. So remember, good questions reveal great information. Don't get too, it's kind of like coming home and you're dating a guy or a girl and you're trying to convince your parents why this is the one and you know you're avoiding those two questions to ask about him or her. Those are the two questions you got to ask because marriage is a long time. Hiring somebody to get things done is a long time and hiring the wrong person can completely set you back three, six, 12 months in your company or that department. Look, this point number four is an obvious one you got to do nowadays. Some do it, some don't do it. You got to look at their social media. It's that simple. You got to go and look at the social media. I want to see how many beer bong pictures I'm going to see. I want to see what kind of habits you got. I want to see what pictures you take. I want to see what things you're into. I want to see what you like, you know, the culture, how you, I just want to see. You have to do that nowadays because when you hire somebody, that image of that person that works for you is also the image that they're living. Now, if you're a very creative place, you're like, awesome. This person's outgoing. It's great. They got a personality. They got things they do. They're fun. So they're going to be great for biz dev, but it's a different kind of a job. You may say, well, this is a little too risk. We don't want to take. So don't be naive and don't go, don't go take a look at their social media. Take the time to go look at their social media. It's only going to take you five minutes to learn enough about them. And if you don't learn anything from them on social media, it's actually probably a good thing. So prior to them coming to the interview, say you put a job posting out there, right? And you're not using a recruiting firm. We'll get to the recruiting from here in a minute. But say you're not using a recruiting firm and they send an email. I'm interested. I'm interested. I'm interested. I'm interested. Have a 10-minute video that talks about your company. Send the link of the video back to 55 people that applied for your company and say, hi, John. Thank you for your interest in this position. I want you to watch this video and send me an email back on what you took away from the video. And if our company is actually a culture that you would fit in and that we would fit with you as well. Looking forward to hearing back from you. That email goes out. Out of the 55 people that responded to your email, again, everything with this is filtering. I'm just giving you ideas on how to filter the wrong person to hire that doesn't fit your company, right? Out of the 55 emails you send back with the video, half of them are not even gonna look at the email. They're gonna be like, I'm not gonna watch this video. The other half are gonna watch the video, but they're gonna say, this is definitely not the culture for me. 10 of the people that are going to watch the video are going to say, this could actually be the culture for me. They'll send the email. Out of the 10 that send the email to you, five of them, you're going to say, I want to talk to this guy. So then you create a Zoom. So you went from 55 to five because you also don't want to waste your time interviewing people that are not a good interview. If you do 100 interviews for, for, uh, for the year that were not good interviews times 30 minutes, how many hours is that? That's a lot of minutes if you waste 100 times 30. That's 3,000 minutes. You can do other things 
and have your focus be elsewhere. So give that email back. 10 minutes, create a nice video explaining who the company is, preferably by the CEO, some of the employees, some of the customers, what the vision is, what we've done, how we work, and let the employee that'll apply for the job give you an idea if this is gonna be a fit for them as well. Another way to filter out employees that don't fit into your culture. Okay, so next, if I hire somebody, depending on levels, they're gonna be interviewed by multiple people. Everybody 100% is gonna go through the filtering process, the references, the book, the assignment. It doesn't matter whether I'm hiring a CEO or a C-suite or a director or a manager or just a basic employee. But if I'm hiring a $15 an hour person, $20 an hour person, they get interviewed by minimum two people. One is the hiring manager, one is gonna be that department manager, and maybe I'm gonna get somebody else saying, what do you think about this person? Ask questions, maybe I don't think about X, Y, Z. Great. If it's a director or mid-level management, they're gonna be interviewed around four people, and then if it's a C-suite, all the C-suites are gonna interview this person. So we just recently hired a CTO. The other six C-suites, they all interviewed the CTO. And every one of the C-suites that interviewed the CTO sent me an email or a message to tell me what they liked about him, what they saw as a big opportunity, and what they thought that may be a concern, which sure wasn't any with this one that we hired, right? So it depends on what levels you hire. Don't just go with one person hiring them. Have somebody else look at them as well to see if it's gonna be a fit or not. You will learn more from multiple eyeballs by people who understand the company's culture, who are able to reason, who have a long-term vision with the company. You gotta also ask the right person to interview them outside of yourself. So sometimes before you give somebody a job offer, W-2 salary, bonus, everything, sometimes it makes sense to hire them as a consultant, 1099, and give them a project to see how they do it for 90 days before you make that actual offer for them to be full-time. So you'll say, listen, Johnny, I like you. I want to bring you on board. I don't know if I want to make a W-2 offer. Would you be open to a three-month contract consultant as a 1099 to see if you can get these two different projects done? Then based on that, we'll make a full-time offer to you. Person's going to say yes or no. Great. If they say yes, you don't have any risk. Your only risk is three times $7,000 is $21,000 and you can leave anytime soon. And the upside is what? You learn three months later, if this person got hired, you hire them W-2, you make an offer. And if it's not, you wish them the best and you move on. But at least you don't put that risk of HR on the W-2 side by simply offering them a 1099 position for 90 days. So before you go out there and hire somebody, you want to make sure this position is filtered out by many of your different leaders in the following way. One, do we really need to hire a full-time employee? Could this be a consultant? Could this be 1099? Could this be outsourced? Do we have to get them full-time? Could this be a part-time position? You have to ask all of the, what job do we want them to do? Can they work from XYZ? Do they have to be, I mean, all of these things that you get before you say, yep, this is somebody we need full-time, and this is a job that we're gonna need for at least 18 to 24 months, then you go make that offer. Because if you just go in and no one's questioning that this may be just an employee you need for six months or 12 months or 24 months, you may be wasting your time as well as your resources. So asking the question, of exactly who are we hiring, why are we hiring them, how much is this task gonna be needed, is this a permanent position, is this a temp position, and is W2 the best uh, way to take a go about hiring this individual? So, so number nine is more on you, not on the employee, and here's what it is. Sometimes you as the entrepreneur, you have to go and take inventory of your benefits package you have as an organization, your 401k, your health benefits. Are the health benefits set up that only benefits a single young person? What if somebody that's married with kids and they're thinking about having a baby, does it benefit a family, a wife, a husband, and kids? Does your benefit in 401k in the way you match? 
Is it competitive in a marketplace? How do you work in regards to vacation days per your bonuses? bonus structure, moving up in the company, advancement in the company. Does the company have a big vision? Does the company have a clear vision of how me, as somebody that's coming up, you could climb up and win in the company? All of those things, you got to take inventory of yourself. And the way you do this is bring somebody in from the outside, consultant, to break down your benefits package and say, you know what? You're not as good as these guys are. You're not good in this area. You're strong in this area. You may want to completely improve your benefits package before you go out there trying to look for the best employees because generally the best employees are gonna wanna have good packages because they have a lot of different opportunities out there. Now this next one is the outline. It's gonna break every rule I just talked to you about and it's okay because sometimes you have to know you're taking a risk with this person. Here's what it is. You just don't wanna do this too often. You may have somebody that comes in and let's say they do the book, their resume, nothing seems crazy, but you have a hunch you feel good about this guy or this girl. The risk is not a big risk. You have a little bit of a risk, but you just believe this person can do a lot with the company long term. If you're willing to take this risk and you know it, you know you're taking a risk, sometimes it makes sense to take a risk because years ago, somebody had to take a risk on me and there was no reason for you to say, this guy's going to go out there and do something big. I didn't have a four-year degree, not a two-year degree, 1.8 GPA in high school. I just got out of the military. I was a bodybuilder, but Dave Kirby took a shot with me and said, hey, I know you don't have a degree, but I'm willing to hire you at Morgan Stanley Dean Widow at the age of 21 without a degree. And the girl I was going up against for a job, girl named Soul, UC Berkeley, 15, 16 or SATs. She ran a, a club in Berkeley while she was going to school and got a four-year program in two and a half years. And we were competing for a job. Dave was supposed to only give a job to one of us, gave it to both of us. 20-some years later, I'm still in the financial industry. If it wasn't for Dave Kirby, I probably would be back in the military today. So sometimes... You got to take that risk, but it has to be a risk based on soft skills, great attitude, attractive attitude, charming, charismatic, positive. Take the risk on the right areas, not the hard, but the attitude sucks, but the soft skills, you know, take the risk in soft skills, not in hard skills. Long term, it's going to help you out. So that's 10 points for you. You got two more points that I have bonus content in a video that you can only find on valuetainment.com. And if you click here, I'm going to give you the PDF as well. But if you want to stay on YouTube, there's another video you can watch. It's called How to Hire Your First Employee as an Entrepreneur. If you've never watched it, click here. And if this video brought you value, give us a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. Take care, everybody.